Hello, welcome to the Big Scuba Show. Hey folks, my name is Abby Barnes. I am a presenter, a filmmaker, and the founder of Spend More Time in the Wild, which is an organization entirely dedicated to inspiring, empowering people to get outside for the benefit of mental and physical health. I'm really, really excited to be hanging out with you today on the Big Scuba Podcast. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Big Scuba Podcast. My name is Ian, I am your dive master for this episode. Welcome. Uh, this is episode 161, and Ooh. with me also is my lovely uh, co-host. Hello, this is Gemma here. <laughs> I'll introduce uh, myself. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> Woo, here we are. 161, and it's, yeah. 161, I know. Um, so, yeah, we uh, got some more guests. We've got... Um, Abby Barnes, who you may know from the YouTube world, who does lots of exploring. She's a diver, but she also does a lot of walking up mountains and hills and you name it. In very and extreme places. She is, yeah. Wears a hat, sunglasses, and uh, yeah, you may know her on the YouTube world as... So it's Abby Barnes, but her company is uh, Spend More Time in the Wild. Yeah, so... Uh look out for her but she's coming up to talk about what she does and uh diving and how she got into diving usual sort of story really. yes yeah so it's quite it's one of that comparison about you know uh diving uh in depths and also going up the mountains and here mm -hmm. yeah she's a bit she is um very popular in the hiking world um so she does she's uk based but obviously she goes around the world doing amazing hikes and taking groups and does corporate stuff and she does public speaking so but she's got an interesting story so yeah, yeah so, which is good yeah, yeah. Like with interesting stories <laughs> we do <laughs> um, yeah I've, I've been riding around in a truck and you've got a new new bcd i have yes yes yeah. so we've been uh, fairly, it's been a hectic two weeks since we last uh, were on the airwaves. Um, yeah, so we dived last uh, at Stony Cove, didn't we? We got yes, in, got in there quickly. Yeah, and then our previous episode, 160, was with Mallory Hass, so that came out two weeks ago. So if you want to listen back, and uh, that's very interesting. We better just mention actually um, for people who follow uh, Mallory, she's got a special weekend coming up uh, down in Plymouth. Yep, thousand tire project clear up. Yeah, so, so. Uh, if you're in the Plymouth area and you're down there, and uh, make contact with uh, Mallory and uh, say you want to get get you know get involved and uh, lend a hand, and there's all hands to the pumps down there. Yeah, so you don't have up. you don't have to be a diver either. You can no. help with the shore cleans um, and the foreshores. So. Yeah, have a look at the ships project website and it will take you um there's a link on there to the thousand tire project so you can find out a bit more yeah and uh we hope that goes really well and she gets lots of support um for that that'd be yes. really cool yeah uh and then after we've spoken to abby barnes we've got a little bonus episode at the end we have we have we catch up with our friends from lindy diving sammy and ben so uh, you, there'll be uh, details about how you can uh, get your next diving trip all planned and booked in. And by sound of it, you need to really quickly because they, they get, they've been really, they had a really busy year. And uh, next year looks as though uh, it's going to be even busier. 
and they're even taking bookings into 2025. Yeah. So uh, we'll be giving uh, you details about how you can make your get your booking and also open water swimming as well because uh, they're doing a lot of that as well. Yeah, Ben's sister, who's also called Gemma, um, had uh, she's done swimming with the seals. So that's yeah. been she's done over a hundred um, sessions this year. Yeah. Just yeah, incredible. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, they all they should be all very chuffed with themselves for what they've achieved this year. Uh, we should also uh, say as well um, a really special uh, birthday as well for Bizak, seventy mm. years, which is really cool. Yes, yeah, that was in the uh, social media, so that's a pretty amazing achievement, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So uh, seventy years, what you know, and what a you know what what a, uh, agency and club that is. You know, so many people have come through through their training and. Um, you know what di- you know what difference they've made really mm. to the diving world yeah yeah exactly yeah so that's that and then we've got we're going on a little road trip in mid to the end of october it's time, isn't it? yes to we're going to the major home show yeah look forward to that should be good yeah because it kind of although it's not a diving show but it kind of it does impact on what we do in the outdoors so well, it does doesn't it because you know we, we, how many times we talked about you know with vehicles and um, people use them for all sorts, but you know you could have a uh, a dive weekend away staying yeah. in your in your motorhome. So like we've done, like we've done with the Ford Custom Nugget. Yes, a couple yeah. times and had you know really good weekend doing that. Yeah, and proved that you know it makes a good dive vehicle. So yeah, got manage space, but it is possible. Yeah, and. You know, for people who uh, are into the, the hashtag van life and, uh, you know, <laughs> van conversions and, uh, you know, it, it, there's going to be all sorts of uh, companies who specialize in van conversions and uh, professional ones and actually home. You know, yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, it's all, you know, diving's diving, but we need the vehicles to get us to and from the dive sites. And, you know, you've been dying trialing a Ford yeah, so, Ranger. Uh, yeah. Uh, so my my previous car that died a death, unfortunately. And I've been looking around uh for what my next vehicle is gonna be. And uh, you know, um I really enjoyed having the Ford Ranger a couple of weeks ago, uh thanks to buses. Um they lent that to me for a couple of week a uh, couple of days to have a go. And that's part of the reason why we went to Stoney, wasn't it? Mm. Uh, take that up and drive it and that was great that was a great drive uh really enjoyed it uh lovely looking truck inside and out yeah it was great uh, yeah. lots of toys on it and um yeah you know watch this space um you know it could be the next big scuba dive truck <laughs> so, uh, yeah yeah and i've been looking at vehicles because I'm a convertible two-seater girl, but that's not a very practical dive vehicle, is it? Yeah, so... you can't get a lot of dive kit. <laughs> no, it's a bit of a struggle. So, yeah, I've um, yeah, test drove Mazda and Hyundai so far. And, uh, yeah, we've got a few more test drives lined up. So, yeah. But, yeah, so it's been interesting. And have you been looking at them for a diving point of view? You know, Yes, well, diving and a bit more outdoor life. So to fit the paddleboard in, um, dive equipment, making sure, yeah, the boot is big enough and, yeah, 
smooth or flat enough to get stuff in saying so. yeah that I th- you know that is important because otherwise I, I think if you've got like one of them cars uh, uh, a hatchback i guess where the you get that lip yeah it's not practical not really you know if, if you're using the back of the car to get geared up which a lot of us do you know, yes yeah yeah so but yeah again yeah watch this. your truck then well, well, I would. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's interesting. Um, yeah, navigating the car sales people. Oh, <laughs> so, oh, yeah. So, but yeah, we we're both on a little bit of a car journey at the moment. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I've got my eye on a black rat tar. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping. <laughs> Fingers crossed. We'll see. Yeah. See what happens. Yeah, so but we'll give you an update maybe on the next podcast or in a couple of episodes of what we've accomplished with our vehicles. Yeah. Um, we should also, um, as always, give a big shout out and a big thank you who support us every month with our many escapades and um, help us. And, um, you know, they're a great team. Uh, and that's our friends at Narked at 90. Yeah. You know, and um, we uh, should hopefully be diving. Um you know, with the honey meister should be diving in a couple of weeks. Yeah, well. in October sometime. Yeah. yeah. And um, we'll have if you look out for the flag, um, we'll have our usual array of knocked at 90 slap straps. And um, thanks for everyone who came up and took one and uh, said hello. That's really good. And uh, we'll have the Shearwater dive computers where you can come and try one. And uh, mm-hmm. if you're thinking about buying one, we can give you a voucher where you can save some money, which is really cool. Yes, yeah, I think it's ten percent off. So yeah, for one of those uh, more expensive purchases, it's definitely worth uh, having. Christmas so... is coming. Now's the time. <laughs> yeah, and we've been promoting on social media. Uh, Narked at ninety also do gifts for the diver in your life. Yeah. So they've got some lovely. Um, sort of resin and wooden lamps that are really striking so you have a look at their website they're an underwater theme aren't they they are so they've got divers in um but it is an underwater themed lamp so you know it looked really impressive on somebody's desk or in yeah, your office um we've also promoted the uh protectors for the dive computers the silicon like rubber covers yeah they're really sn- snazzy aren't they? yeah just depends what your budget is really knocked yeah. at ni- 90 you've got something for everybody's budget really um and then we've we took the dive canister underwater yeah, at stony yeah, yeah. So so- the, the idea of one of those are if you think what's that about well it's, it's about the size of a sort of a large can of drink yeah a, i'd say a coke can size yeah, yeah. and you can unscrew it it's made out of a um really tough uh compound plastic which has been machined really expertly done and you know that there's as you open it up and it's hollow and you can put like a um uh one of those what they call them um, well it's it, there they were made to put uh beacons in beacons, so that I yes see, yeah. yeah personal beacons so if you're lost at sea crack that open and obviously yeah you it sends an automatic um response up to the satellites and you'd be found you're rescued yeah yeah so it takes all the bashing and not going to have anything you know you're going to put put it under put it to yeah under water and uh, keeps it safe so potentially it's got it you know one of the uses you could if you do a lot of sea diving potentially you could put your beacon in that and 
you know, if there's ever that kind of risk that you might surface and be no boat around, you've got something that will aid your rescue. Um, But equally, it's probably got other uses. So even if you're not a diver, you could take it up a mountain and keep things dry. And, you know, it's got attachments, so you can put it on a D-ring. You can put it on webbing. It's got a slot that you can slide that through. So keys in it. Yeah, so definitely worth a look. And, you know, if you're looking for something or you can't think of something to buy somebody. (laughs) Yeah, go on the 90s website and they'll have something for the person who's got everything. Yeah, and if if you're completely stumped, give them a ring and say what your predicament is and I'm sure they'll help. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, that's really cool. Um, I think, oh, we need to talk about your BCD. Yes. Why? What made you order a a new BCD? Well, I've been using a Mares Kaler. um, So it was gifted. um, So it might be a bit on the small side. So I've been using that the last couple of years. But you liked the Mares one, didn't you? Because I did. And I do. Because the weight set up on that. Yeah, it's got the SLS system. So literally it's green. It clicks in. You hear it click and it goes green. So, you know, it's fully attached. And if it's red, you know, they're going to fall out. So when we do our buddy checks, mm-hmm. it's a really easy visual uh, sign. Just to yes. Because sure yeah. with some BCDs, like the one I've got, you have to listen for that click. Mm. You hear the click then you know those integrated weights are not in properly. No. With yours, you get a visual yeah. indicator. Yeah, so I've stuck with Mares. I've gone for something quite simple, Prestige. Um, just ordered a size up, but I just didn't want anything too complicated. Um, no great big pockets or anything. So so we'll see how we get on. So yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it's yeah, just a standard BCD. Maybe trying to wing. Yeah, I didn't want to go full out. I thought I'd better keep it simple. And yeah. Yeah. So definitely it's just moving on, getting size that hopefully, yeah, fits a little bit better and uh, yeah. see how I get on. Yeah. That'd be, um, what's your thoughts of a wing? I think it'd be really cool if uh, any of our listeners can get in contact to let us know what they're, you know, are they a BCD diver or are they a wing diver? Uh, yeah, or you can get these hybrid type BCDs now yeah, as well. Yeah, so yeah. I'd be, yeah, definitely, if you've got any comments or recommendations, I'm always open to, yeah, sort of trying a, a different setup. Yeah, I think, uh, especially in the pool, we can always book some pool. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. try something. Yeah, so it'd be quite exciting for our next trip to Stoney, new BCD. Yeah, yeah, that'd be really, really snazzy. Nice yeah. <laughs> yeah so i think that's probably everything so we've got we've got um plenty of guests booked in for recording so we're recording next monday next friday and the following week we've got chris lemons monday last breath we've got bobby sholly friday yeah yeah days. we've got joanna weibreck uh girls joanna at, goes as what on instagram i think girls at ccr yeah that's right. so she's a rebreather um We've Ed got Hardy from um, Immersion Free Diving, yeah. Freediving. And then we've got Chris Taylor, who's local to us, but an amazing photographer and drone pilot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so exciting guests coming and up. And Laura Parks as well. Oh, and Laura, yes, yes, yeah, so scuba diver instructor. So um, if you've got any recommendations for guests, um, I think we're kind of covered basically for this year. Um, 
but yeah, we're, we're... Well, we should probably squeeze the odd one. Or two. I think we could. <laughs> I think we probably could. So uh, if you have got a story to tell, uh, get in contact, you know, and uh, yeah, we'll get you booked in and uh, let's, let's share your story about yeah. your diving and, um, you know, your history. That'd be really cool. Put you on the podcast airwaves. Yeah, let's do it. So, yeah. So I think that's everything. So I think we're ready to listen to Abby Barnes and then the boys from Lundy Diving, Ben and Sammy, after yeah. Abby. That'd be brilliant. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> this is episode 161. Brilliant. <laughs> cool. So welcome to the Big Scuba podcast, Abby. It's really Yay. lovely to have you here. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. It's crazy that I'm on a scuba diving podcast, but hey, we're all people doing life, right? Exactly. And it's good to see you dressed for the part. You've got your Stay Wild t-shirt on yeah. and hat and sunglasses. Brand representation and sun representation, even though it's dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're recording this on a Monday uh, early evening, about 6.30. If, yeah. <laughs> In the middle of a storm. What yes. could be better? What can go wrong? <laughs> We'll see how it goes. <laughs> so tell us all about your your journey into diving, because uh, I know you you know you, you you're big on YouTube and uh, you know you got lots of followers, um, but you've also you know become got into diving. How did yeah, that happen? This is, it's it's really exciting actually. So my background is is wildlife conservation and outdoor expedition. So it's all about helping people um, connect with nature, have meaningful experiences. So they want to protect the natural landscape for future generations to come. Um, but also through my work, I am very sort of personal and vulnerable on my hiking journeys. I go out and do these big trails by myself around the world, but particularly the Europe at the moment. And I share sort of my mental health journey, my um, experiences with chronic pain, and I use nature as a metaphor and that trail as a metaphor to inspire people on their life's journeys to work through the obstacles and difficulties that they're facing, particularly invisible ones such as mental illness and chronic pain. But often what I find is the way I find my thrive in life is, is really annoying, but I seem to have to face my fears. Um, and water is something I'm actually very scared of. Now, it's not always been like that. As a kid, you know, we grew up um, on the southwest coast, just 10 minutes from the, the beach. So we'd always be there playing in the surf, building sandcastles, doing all that sort of thing. Um, but sort of in my late teenage years, the, the fear really grew based upon some circumstances, which we can go into if you want to. Um, and I've sort of just avoided watery places and the coast for, for a fair few years. And um, it was actually in 2020 that I decided I wanted to try and face that film. So me and my partner, uh, sorry, that fear, um, me and my partner were in the south of Italy, where there's beautiful coastlines and it's very tempting to go to cool down and uh, I was indeed tempted and um, I got some snorkeling kit and basically went from dipping my toes to actually full-on snorkeling which is probably for people listening here you know it's just like well good for you cool like whatever but you know for me <laughs> it was amazing like I'm a dead weight in the water I'm phenomenal at sinking um, so the fact that I was even staying on the surface was one thing um, but what was just amazing was the lure of the aquatic life um, really helped me push through that fear. And, and I wouldn't yeah. say that it's gone away, but what I'm doing now is getting into scuba diving. Um, so I did my open water actually back in 2013. So I was a wee whippersnapper, fresh to the world, super keen to get underwater. Then this fear thing happened. And now I'm really returning to 
to the ocean as as um as I'm sort of saying at the moment and uh in this year 2023 I've done my advanced and I've done some paddy speciality qualifications as well all with my local club which um, I know that I've, sorry which ones which ones have you done so I've done rec um I've got my dry suits I've just done navigation and I've got peak performance booked in for a couple of weeks as well, which That's is really brilliant. exciting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I can't even express how much I am loving it. It is amazing. Um, I've recently been to Lundy Island as well and dived with the seals and it is just happening. Like my world is becoming um, salty <laughs> quite rapidly. <laughs> and it's, uh, I'm very happy with that. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's so. Did you have to do? Did you do like a refresher course from 2013 to when you got back into it in 2020? Yeah, so so my birthday's in June, which is a great time of year to have a birthday because it's um sunny somewhere in the world usually. Um, and again, we were in Italy, and um, my partner's mum booked me a um a scuba diving refresher um down in Italy. And I was like, oh, crap, I really need to get into this now. You can't deny your partner's mother, can you? No. <laughs> um, so yeah in I went and uh I just fell in love with it once again and yeah so it was from there that you know things have, have snowboards and I'm I'm really putting a lot of time and attention into it but yeah it was refresher then I went straight to the advance which we did at Vobster Key down here in the southwest so it's freshwater um and to be honest pretty much most things I've been doing have been in freshwater mm. um but I am excited to see the ocean yeah yeah, yeah. Well, it's really good that you've done your dry suit as well because you know um so you're not limiting just to you know uh warm waters diving and mm. you know because there's so much to see in the uk for uk diving yeah and uh, doing that dry suit enables you to be able to do that and in the comfort you know and uh, all year round as well mm. as well yeah. yeah i have to say um First of all, I love the dry suit because you do feel like a living legend when you're walking around in it on land. Like, yeah, not going to lie. Like, I look cool. <laughs> um, but Especially then, you know, as oh, yeah, the hat is full feature. <laughs> I do yeah, take it off underwater. Wet and though. soggy underwater. <laughs> no, I have to protect it. <laughs> um, and yeah, but then it's, it is really nice, you know, when the water's cold to um, obviously stay dry most of the time um i don't actually have my own kit yet so i'm still renting from my club um but i'm really excited for that day to you know really have my own stuff and um and and sort of christen it into the water but you know more than anything what's just so humbling about this experience is you know i i i'm very privileged in the fact that i've seen so much of our country the land that is you know i have traveled to the furthest corners i've done really intense expeditions um that have literally involved like every national park and thousands and thousands of miles um and i won't lie i've reached a point where i've got a bit bored of the uk um and suddenly you know having this this scuba diving world like this entire new ex- place of exploration has opened up and it's amazing i'm like well, I could go to this country and film this hike, which involves a lot of effort and sweating and being lonely, or I can hang out with super cool people and go and find some wildlife and dive in a new place and learn something new. So it's like, well, yeah, I want to put some time and energy into that That's now. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's and you're really in a, fantastic. Yeah. And you're in a great location in the country because you've got all the South Coast diving. It's just, mm. and that's pretty much all year round. Whereas we're a bit restricted on our coastline because it's. Yeah. It is a very narrow window because of the visibility, but yeah, the South Coast oh, okay. is, is just a 
So we need to give a shout out to your dive set. And who's your local dive set? And who you normally hire your kit from? It's Scuba Blue. They're my um, local dive center based in Taunton. And uh, Midge and Vix, oh my gosh, they're just, they have taken me under their wings. I feel so loved and supported. You know, I'm very open about the fact that, guys, like, I'm really anxious about this. This is a big deal. And um, their tagline. Right. What was that? Nothing wrong with that at all. No, you know? that's it. Exactly. You could, you got to be honest to, to you know, to help other people as well and other yeah. people understand you. But their tagline is, is start diving, keep diving. And I'm like, oh, man, you got me. Right. <laughs> I, I totally agree with that, you know. And uh, and I, I don't think fear is, a, is a necessarily a bad thing. Mm. Being able to control it and manage it, yeah, definitely. And um, I think that way it keeps you grounded in... When, you know, because we are venturing into uh, the unknown to, to a degree. And also, you know, we're in an environment where we're not meant to be there. Mm, and so why not be, you know, um, have your fears, but manage them? Yeah, that's it. And it's, you know, what's just so interesting is, you know, as I've, I've, I've mentioned, my my work is more an expedition. Yeah. And, you know, I often find myself finding um, in, in very remote and isolated places where you know that you're on the fringes of where humans can exist. You know, whether that's the, the plains of Iceland, where in a week's time it's going to be under three metres of snow. Um, or, you know, earlier this year, I was on top of Mont Blanc, the highest mountain in Western Europe. Like wow. you're up there and you're just like, yeah, humans really are not meant to be here. Like the snap of a finger and it's sort of all over. Like you're so on the edge of the possibilities of life and what you can do within the atmosphere, with your kit, with the weather. Um, you know, it was minus 25. I got frost nip on my nose. Um, it was 60 mile an hour gusts of wind. Like it was gnarly up there. And then, you know, I go diving at Lundy and you have that little wobble of anxiety. But the more you put yourself in those situations, the more you learn to coach yourself through them and yeah. go, OK, this is this is a response that's actually pretty healthy based upon the situation. Like, mm. what are we going to do about this? And, yeah. you know, is this something we can move through or is this something we need to step back from? And you you learn so much about yourself through that. And the fact that it translates into the the diving as well is is really cool so um, yeah. i'm bringing all those skills to the well, it's not the table is it but to the pond yeah, <laughs> yeah so you've been at the heights where you know you can breathe you mm. know there's nothing but then we go underwater and it's completely an alien environment but it's still yeah. you know you can there is that similarity yeah to be on that kind of edge yeah well you, it's like you're, you're entirely dependent on your kit you know mm. if on Mont Blanc I'd lost my glove like you you could lose your hand it's yeah. it's crazy because of the cold and underwater you know something goes wrong with your kit obviously you've got your buddies you do all your checks you've got your backups the idea is that something doesn't go wrong but it's exactly the same in the mountains um or when I'm hiking alone and weird and wonderful places like you, so who you know, do you Mont Blanc with then is it like group of yeah it was actually a group. I was commissioned in by um by a company uh, to make a film, um very raw, honest film, as it tends to be my style. Um, so I'm looking forward to editing that. Um, yeah, as always, there were many curveballs in the mix. So <laughs> we'll see how it comes out, and hopefully, I won't actually put people off. And I guess um, you sleep <laughs> up there as well. Yeah, it's crazy. the The highest hut on Mont Blanc is at three thousand eight hundred meters, wow. and like the way it works is you know you wherever you do these big um days to get to this hut and this is your your hut where you go to the summit from 
and it's it looks like a spaceship um it's it's so if you look at the guta hut that's what it's called um mm-hmm. from the guta roots it looks like a spaceship and it's just surrounded by snow there's a severe drop off that it's looking out over um but what's just so funny is that the bottom room that you go into is all like rubber because you know people go in there in their ice axes their crampons all the sharp stuff that's where you like derobe then you go up into the hut but then when you want to just go outside to make a phone call there's like this metal rim but everyone's just stood there in the snow in their crocs on the phone at 3800 meters i'm like oh god i love this mountain community it's just hilarious <laughs> but yeah it's, if that hut wasn't there like you know you'd be pretty screwed really it's it is the the link between life and death for most of us up there wow. mm. it's and do you ever relate the height of the mountain to like the depths of the sea and the oceans is that kind of kind of translated across absolutely you know the only thing is is I'm looking up not down (laughs) yeah yeah, it's uh you know it is again it's just that grand scale of things you know you you yeah looking down you know if you've not got your ice axe and you slip and something goes wrong it's it's game over it's it's just that fragility and it's that awareness Mm. and it's that humility that you have to have by knowing that you're in a landscape that's greater than yourself you know doesn't that show you how hard diving is because if you if you look on the um you know i'm not taking anything away from what you're doing with climbing the mountains Mm. you know when you look out on just the sheer height and depth you know to go 100 meters up a mountain is one thing but to go down to 100 meters mm-hmm. that's a whole different level you know and uh there you know that's massive you know mm-hmm. amount and um but 100 meters to climb is not a huge amount yeah a, a part of a mountain especially when the mountain's three thousand meters high mm-hmm. you know, yeah it's, it's, go down that depth with that, yeah diving. yeah it's a very refreshing perspective, actually, and I've I've thought about this a fair amount. Like there are parallels, but at one point, it you know it really does drop off, and there's quite severe differences. Like as a human, we can get away with so much more on the land. Yeah, you know, it's it's if you know your stuff. Like generally speaking, if you've got a knife on you and you're somewhere with wood, like you can survive yeah. underwater. Like you know, lost at sea without anything, what you're gonna do? It's it's bonkers, <laughs> really. <laughs> I am not necessarily volunteering myself for a human experiment, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but the main thing about diving and, you know, mountaineering and hiking is doing what you're happy doing uh, Mm. and what makes you happy. But, you know, like you do maybe step outside your comfort zone to kind of push a little bit further on and but you have to be ready for that to do it. I think it's really cool that you've looked at your um self with how you've covered the uk and if you hadn't got into diving you then lose that whole part so, you know I was, I was talking to my daughter uh much earlier in the year about diving and we were like walking along the beach and i was saying to her you know uh because she learned to dive this year um she's 13 and and i said to her you know all this time we've been walking along Southwold Beach, you know, always done ever since they were, you know, she was a baby with and my son. And, you know, it, now she's getting to that. She's had that chance. Now she can dive to see underneath. Mm. And to, because if you, if you can't dive, you can only kind you can, oh, you can go to maybe like SeaWorld or something. 
and get a, an idea and the stuff on telly. But until you see underneath the the waves um, for your own eyes, can you actually really absorb that and mm-hmm. understand and see all the life that there is? And uh, it's good that you've done that. And so, because that way, otherwise, you'd miss out a whole big part of. Mm-hmm the environment in the UK and you're passionate about the, the environment as well, aren't you? Yeah. And I, you know, I think you're really hitting on something there. You know, it's, it's for people to connect with something, they really need a tactile experience. You know, the senses need to be engaged and whether that's yeah. something on the land in or in the water. And it's one thing to, you know, watch an Attenborough documentary and go, Oh, that was nice. Any more popcorn, you know, and it's another yeah. to actually, you know, go through the experience, like to smell the the kit to feel it on your face to like learn to be uh, dependent on yourself and the people around you um and to go into these environments you know and you don't have to go deep you know and I, I think that's the thing like the there's so much life all around us on the coasts and you know as a kid we grew up rock pooling like I I wanted to be a marine biologist at one point and it's really nice to see that it's come full circle but it's also that acknowledgement that like life on land depends on life in the ocean mm-hmm. and vice versa you know we're, we're not independent like um entities we're completely independent um and that's really what i hope to communicate more as i share my journey getting um, back into the water and of discovery is obviously this is a very a personal journey of discovery but there's something for us all to learn from this and straight away you know i'm like I'm a mountain leader. I'm a walk leader. So I take people out into the hills um, privately, whether that's corporate or events that I actually host and run. But I'm like, oh, I wonder if we could do something like getting people (laughs) snorkeling or can we do some rock pooling or beach combing or beach cleans? Like, what can we do? It's just always like thinking on a bigger scale, sometimes a little bit prematurely, but that's just my passion. And, you know, one of my favorite sayings is use this time. Um, which when I was a personal trainer, people used to hate because I'd scream it at them and say, use this hour. <laughs> um, but, you know, now it's like every day really does count. And like we I can make a jump. massive difference. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but yeah it's, it, there's so much to explore. It's, it's really cool. Yeah. yeah. And you've quite recently brought out a YouTube video of your experience in Lundy mm. driving with the seals and, you know, the yeah, that comes over so well and yeah it's just a uh, yeah because we've got the lundy t-shirt sweatshirt on here lundy yeah, diving they're big friends of ours yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah so what was the experience like was that your first sea dive first in a long time um so mm. i had that short one in italy which was the refresher but for me this felt like the first proper one actually that i've done because when i did my open water back in 2013 like that was all i did and actually, um, I didn't really have a great experience from the open water. Um, and I think that's why I, another reason why I sort of deviated away from the diving, because I, I didn't feel very um, supported, shall we say. Mm. Um, and it doesn't really matter and where I am now. But um, the landing trip was really, really exciting. The excitement had to go on pause for the boat ride out. That was rather nauseating. Um, <laughs> thankfully, we all made it. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah. But no, I just, I'm, you know, I'm I'm a filmmaker at heart and filmmakers will always have a camera in their hand, whether it's for personal or not. So I took my little GoPro. Um, that's all I've like had to use. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to see how it goes. And, you know, oh, steaming up and oh, this is annoying. Just be in the moment, but I want to film it. So I had the little internal battle. But um, the first dive, 
you know, we really didn't go very deep. I think it was like five or six meters, which to me again showed that you don't have to be like crazy deep to have a cool experience. And the seals were really playing with our minds. Like they were sort of in and out of the shadows. Was that a seal? What was that? <laughs> like almost <laughs> like a horror movie, but the opposite because it was amazing. Um, and then the second dive, that's when they were like, oh, go on, man, you've come all the way out here. <laughs> and um, they were just sort of playing hide and seek and coming up to like nibble the fins, as I know they often do for divers around Lundy. And like, I was just like laughing so hard. It was so fun. And uh, I say in the film that like, I, I didn't realize how big their eyes are. Like their eyes are huge and they're just there like looking at you. It's like, yes, I know I'm in your landscape. I know that you're watching me. <laughs> um but yeah it was it was I do you know what sometimes English is annoying because we lack the descriptive words that other languages have and I think you know trying to describe the magic of being around a wild animal and in its in its environment you know knowing that if it wanted to whether it's a seal or anything else like you could be hurt like it doesn't feel like that at all the Mm. fact that you feel like enabled to be in their environment it's it is magical. It's completely enthralling. And um, I will smile about that trip for many years to come because it was such a beautiful baptism back into the world of scuba diving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's certainly a good way to get back into it. And especially the sea diving. I know I know the steam out there is a bit. Yeah, it's a soul making. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did it earlier. Well, when did we do it? Uh, June? Uh, no, no, it was July, wasn't July, it? July, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay. And it was, yeah, yeah we, was we laughed a lot. Honey <laughs> was the only one that kept dry. What some okay. guy he need, he nearly lost his shorts, and I think he got to the stage where he just, <laughs> what was uh, happening on this boat. <laughs> uh, and then there was the 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 girl who was sick over the side. Lovely, it's a classic. Yeah. And uh, we just sat there, and it's just it was like um, buckets of water, salty water, just it's being like thrown a film, over. wasn't it? Like, wash, wash. <laughs> <laughs> oh so, wow yeah. but the return journey was absolutely fine you know that mm. was quite smooth but it was quite we we timed it just with the um the big tides okay big tide that weekend yeah and um yeah we we kind of hit it and uh yeah that was um that was that was quite entertaining <laughs> uh, cruise out <laughs> how how were your dives um when you got finally got there <laughs> Well, we did. Uh, we went up to the Lundy Island, didn't we, to do a bit of a yeah. hike? Actually, yeah, we nice. went up the top and up to the lighthouse, and then mm. yeah, we had one dive as well, and we had yeah, plenty of seals around, didn't we? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was Honey's first experience of seeing seals. That was her yeah, first was. sea dive. Wasn't oh, amazing! It? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Lundy Island itself, as well, is a is a really cool place, isn't it? It's um something enchanting about it. I, I was first there in 2018 when I started Wild properly and was filming a little walk there. I said, yeah, one day I'll Did I'll you stay over on the island? No, I didn't, but it's um it's it's a very tempting thing to do, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Very, yeah. very unusual place. Did you go but... to the lighthouse? No, it was closed when I was there. That was but... awesome. We went Did up. Did you there. go up? Yeah. Uh, wow. The view was amazing. Oh, yeah, you had a good day amazing, for it then. Dude. Yeah, it was lovely. Yeah, really good. Yeah, and you just think, you know, there's nothing between you and, you know, the American Canadian coast. And you just, I'd love to be there in a storm, winter time. Yeah. Awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But no, it's definitely, you know, a a good 
bucket list kind of thing to do for UK mm. diving. Yeah, and Ben and Sam, they look after you as well on the boat, don't they? You know. Yeah. You know. Um, so uh, yeah, you know, for anyone who's listening who's thinking about booking up, yeah, um, it's a great place to go uh, and get a dive, isn't it? Totally. Yeah, really, really worth the yeah. the trip out. <clears throat> what? <laughs> <laughs> like yeah flat calm <laughs> well yeah i was told that that was one of the worst rides that the club have ever experienced so it's not always that bad disclaimer thank you yeah let it go sammy it's that time in the podcast where we take you back to north devon and catch up with rnli coxon Captain Ben Benji of the Barber Bee Dive and Fishing Boat in Ilfracombe Harbour. Mind those ropes! So how's the diving season been? Phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal. Best. Best year in, yeah, best year in 20 years. Of really? the, yeah, for, for work, for work-wise. I mean, we started doing all them um, swim with seal trips this year. And we were every day, if weather allowed, we were every day for two months straight. That's good going, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was, yeah. I've never felt how I felt this year. I got <laughs> we got we got to September and I went, "What the hell has happened?" <laughs> it, for weather wise, it's been shocking. Probably like the worst year. Really? Ever? Yeah, mm. we we um. Nine nine weekends on the bounce, we either cancelled or only worked one one of the days. Oh wow! Right. You'd you'd get to a Wednesday, confirm, wake up on the Thursday morning, and like me or Sammy or me and Lee get one of the other skippers to text, and you'd have cancelled either Saturday or Sunday. It just changed so quick. Uh, a... Well, you've done really well considering the weather, then. Yeah, that, that, uh, that, we... that we had, that when we came out, um, that wasn't really part of the plan either was it i think what was that when we came out that wasn't really part no 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 it's been there's been a lot of wet that weather this year of um get like halfway there and go what's this or why isn't it doing what we think it should be doing (laughs) yeah it's been a lot of um yeah interesting me and sammy just head shaking and just very uncomfortable weather when um when you were uh Talking about the start, but just be, as the season was starting, you were saying that you had new props put on. Has that made a lot of difference as well? That was la- uh, hang on. end of last year. End of last year, I had new yeah. props put on, and I've ordered new props again. Really? Oh wow! Yeah, so it's all te- it's all it's all like black magic props. It's like yeah, brand <laughs> five different companies, and I had five different answers. So like, just just hope for hope for the best. Yeah, they yeah. should be here soon. We're not, yeah, we're not over now. Yeah, so they should be here this week or next week, hopefully. And is that to make the boat faster still, or um, more efficient? Yeah, mm. more efficient, faster, or no, or same speed at lower revs and less load on the engine. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Yeah, yeah, because we had the issue of um, we had to go five blades props, and they're so torquey that when you're going there there's so much torque going for them there's more load on the engine yeah mm. we yeah when we were in the boat yard when february yeah. yeah or in the yard in february that we edit we changed the skeg configuration i say we, we didn't do nothing we 
the people, the, the, yeah, the people in the yard said, this is what we're doing. And we go, yeah, that sounds like a brilliant idea. Um, so now we can spin a bigger prop. Um, cause when, yeah, cause when we put the prop on last time, it weren't fun. That was a day that like, there's days that you remember, mm-hmm. but changing the props last time was a day that like, I'll, I'll never forget. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That was not a fun day. Was it? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> but long, over the long period of time, that make a difference to your economy. The, the new, the new props will because it'll be yeah. less load on the engine. Yeah. So hopefully, it'll drop the engine load Cut by about ten percent. Mm. Um, keep the same speed, but drop the load. So that means the the end, the lifetime of the engine should be like another two or three years. Yeah. So obviously, we're only going at like these speeds during the summer months. In the winter, we just go around like slow speed. Yeah. yeah. Like between eight and ten knots, majority of the time. Where like yeah, this time you're doing like between your sixteens and your eighteen knots to. Because Lundy's really like yeah, Lundy. It's not far away, but in the same time it is. Especially yeah. when you can't see it. Like when you guys came, you can't see it, and then you're like, guys, it will get better. It will get better. <laughs> like like us trying to explain to you that it will get better, and you're like, oh, will it? And then when you get there, it's this. It's flat. It's like flat in flat calm in the landing bay and everything. Yeah, yeah like the end of the tunnel. But us trying to explain to you that it will be flat. Like we said it this year, but us trying to explain to you that it will be nice when we get there and you go in, nah. <laughs> These guys do not know what they're talking about. I don't know. And like, then you get there and you're and people are like, oh, yeah, you were right. Yeah, that was, I mean, I, I thought the day was great. The, the ride know. out was great. Yeah. Yeah. But that's good. And then, you know, it just makes it more 
part of you, doesn't it? And you're you're traveling over there right through the summer and the winter. And it's, uh... it's my it's my, it's my third it's my second home. The boat's yeah. my first home. Lundy's my second home. My house is actually like that's a place I come. <laughs> crack, 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 crash. Uh, so have you done much skippering, Sam? Uh, yeah, I've done a fair bit. Um, yeah. yeah, I've been with another skipper as my crew, just as like a, sort of someone else that's there in case I need to ask any questions. But no, it's been really good. Good. Yeah. I've built my confidence throughout the summer months. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's been good. Enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, it's been good to yeah sort of see you yeah progress and grow really yeah, yeah eight, years, eight years eight years we've been together you like married couple <laughs> it is we, it's, it's when it's when you can when you know what some what he's saying by just like grunts <laughs> what what we need by, or like when I say something, hand me exactly what I said. I like I never asked for that, and he's like, "Yeah, but that's what you wanted, weren't it?" <laughs> How about your eye movements? What are you looking for? Yeah. Uh, uh, so, have you had any? Have there been any exciting diving stories or some diving adventures from your passengers? Anything? Um, or has it been fairly smooth? I mean, like the seal interaction that we've had this year has been quite good. Oh, the yeah. seal has been frisky. Yeah, there yeah. has been, been some frisky seals. There's been a lot of noises on the surface. I haven't heard for a long time. Really? Yeah. Um, I think like because this year we've done a lot of the swim with seals. We've been having a lot of like kids and like families and stuff. Yeah. So that's quite nice. Obviously, diving you quite often see couples or you do get families diving. We do a bit of stuff with schools and stuff, but like seeing younger kids going in with the seals and having a good time and interaction, that's quite nice. Yeah. We've seen that this year with the amount of swim and seal trips we've done. Um, I don't think there have been any fun. No, a lot of like really close encounters with seals and stuff mm. like that. Um, I don't, yeah. Like last year we had the lithium battery fire. <laughs> other, than, other than that, like, no, it's been, it's been a quiet... Oh, that's good. That's good in some ways. Yeah. But like Sally said, because we've done more swimming with seals, that we haven't actually like done a lot of diving. Mm. Like sometimes it felt like we were just doing like days and days and days of just swimming with seals. To give a... appeals to more people, I guess. Yeah. It's 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 a it's a good day it's a good day out for people like um. The David that we've had quite a lot of um like good stuff from the David Attenborough documentary. Yeah. Which me and Dad were on. Um we had quite a few people coming from that and a lot of this swimming groups. Mm. So when it started, when Gemma's sister started like doing it all, it was just like find one swimming group. Like last year, I think she'd done 12 trips. Yeah. But this year we're up to like hundred odd. Amazing. She must be so chuffed. Yeah. <laughs> Man good as well. Yeah. yeah. yeah it, it, and it's interesting the difference in like the hospitality between divers and swimmers. Of in what way? Divers, you go in the water for an hour. Yeah. Get back onto the boat for an hour, go back in the water for an hour, and then we go in. Where like with the swimmers, you've it's a two hour period of swimming. Mm. And it's like get on the off the boat as much as you want. You get people that go in. We had a group of women from Wales who stayed in for an hour and 
50 minutes, okay. didn't get out, just stayed oh, in for an hour, wow. minutes. And then you get other people, last time around Dad's boat, we were like 10 minutes. In and out. Mm. That was it. It's almost <laughs> as if divers are a bit more predictable, like you know they're going to go in, you expect a couple of like, oh, can I have some more weight or can I have this or can I do that? And once they're down, they're down and they're, you know, they're diving. There's with the swimmers as well, because they're on the surface, they're communicating with you. Can I do this? Am I doing this right? Yeah, almost a lot more needy. It's, but... a, yeah, it's a lot more, it's a lot more um, concentration. Yeah. Mm. It's, we, we said, like, with diving, when you get in the, like, you normally get in the arbor by three, four o'clock, with, like, with an evening. Yeah. But, like, with swimming, you're not getting to five, six. Oh, okay. So, like, it, it's just one of them where, like, yeah, it's just the just the nature of, of the beast that you've you've set the standard to of how how you want it to work. Yeah. Um so you have to be interacting all the time. Yeah. And that's why like this year, like yeah, we're so tired. Mm-hmm. I'm still I'm still knackered now. <laughs> I, I finished diving, diving's done. Dive benches are off the boat. Wow. I'm ready, I'm ready yeah, we're ready for the other job. But like um yeah, I'm still catching up, but it's been it's been a brilliant, mm. br- yeah, brilliant year. Like I said, we've never been so so busy, and like even my days off, like I've been running, been on the other boat crewing, and Sammy's been with Carl or Sammy's yeah. So, but then next year it'd be a lot better. Now Sammy is happy taking the boat, yeah. and we actually have more crew next year, and it's not just like five of us again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's character building as well, isn't it? So you've you've got through it. <laughs> it's it's what it's one of them. Like with the year that we've had, it's like me and my mum said this morning. Like I don't I don't actually know how we're here in October, and you can go. We've had a brilliant season. Yeah. Like I don't. I yeah. I don't know how we've got here. Like in my head, it's still like June. This year, I still I, I still think I'm on my first dive trip of the year. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where this year's gone. It has gone really quick. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's just flown by. Yeah, but it means you're busy, you're enjoying yeah. it, and that's that's yeah. that's why it goes quick. Yeah, well, the enjoyment's been there this year, um, especially with how people's interactions have gone with seals. Mm-hmm. Like we've had divers. We had um, me and Sam. I done one day, and Sam done the other day. We had um, four divers who do photography for the scuba magazine. Okay. And they were, say both, they were said, weren't they? Like, one well, of the best interaction we had. For them. But, but for them, it was like, it wasn't the best. But, like, to say to someone who, prob- like, the swimmers, if a seal swims by them, they're, they're excited. They can't, they don't, they're like, this is brilliant. But to, like, these divers, they done my, he done my longest dive, it's three and a half hours. He's literally in two meters of water. This photographer that's doing the seals, but like, yeah. And yeah, and then he was like, "Oh, we weren't the best, you know." And then like, you start talking, you're like, "Well, yeah." And he's like, "Well," then like, you start getting deep, and like, "Well, actually, yeah, they were there, and but they weren't playing." But one was just sat there, and he starts showing you the picture. You're like, "Well, yeah, it was all right." But, <laughs> but yeah, the different interactions are very interesting. That's a Lundy seal behind me. Yeah, no, I thought I thought, I thought you were at Lundy. <laughs> I was like, your signal's better than ours. I want to know how you've done that. <laughs> the farms, they're not that, um, they haven't been for the last couple of years. They haven't really interacted that much for the last couple of years. 
up there. Um, you know, they they do with you know down at Lundy, but um, as you know, but at the farms for some reason they used to. Yeah, I think of early years when I when I used to go up there, they just kind of popped their heads up, didn't they? And no, like nibbles or anything. No, you know, this it seems sort of the last couple of years they seem so they've sort of gone away from that. Really, I don't know why why that behaviour would have changed. Yeah. So, have you seen much other wildlife like dolphins, whales? Have you seen much else out there? Dolphins, dolphins yeah, tuna, yeah, tuna, yeah. Oh wow! Uh, a tuna, the same size as Sammy, jumping in the air. Whoa! <laughs> on the on the west side of Lundy, um, yeah. I was on Dad's, but Sammy was on mine, yeah. And I was up upstairs cleaning the roof when the divers were in the water, and I was like, "What's that?" That's jumped probably fifty meters away from the boat. Wow. Um, and yeah, it was there for 15, 20 minutes just jumping. But yeah, yeah that's just hung around. What else we had? Um, that's it. Yeah. It's been, a, it's been, I haven't seen a sunfish this year, which is weird. Um, no, again, I think the weather's not helped in that sense with. But whales, do you ever see any of them? Occasionally, but then, like we say it to a lot of the people that we take out, the amount of things that we probably steam right old, like right past, and we're completely oblivious. Well, we're always looking for wildlife, we're always got our eyes open. Yeah. But what's underneath you, or what's around that pops up behind the boat that you don't see, or yeah, I don't know. We've had quite a bit this year where we've you steam past old things when they've been feeding and they're not, they're not going to interact. No one on the back of the boat will notice, and you'll see the, you'll see the fins come up behind the boat when they're this. Up for air and back down feeding, yeah. None, no one noticed on the boat. So it is. It's how much concentration you pay around. Yeah. Last where we had was, minky? yeah, minky, three miles west of Ilfracombe. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Two years, two years ago. Yeah, every. No, I was just to say every season is going to be different, isn't it? Because of the weather and the yeah. gold, the stream, you know. Yeah. But I guess you yeah, the Gulf Stream orcas that far south. Yeah, we have had orcas. Oh dear. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you'd have thought that we were adding that. When was the when was the seals? The seal was staring at us. Oh, two, six, seven weeks ago. That's late. Staring at you. <laughs> so the seals don't normally get too close to the boat, and it was come the end of the season they get closer. But it must have been like end of July, start of August, yeah. and there there was like six or seven seals, like two or three meters away from the boat, whilst divers were jumping in. <laughs> and when and normally when they jump in, the seals like get a bit scared and duck and scurry yeah. under the water. Nothing. They just stayed there and they were giving us direct eye contact. Yeah, and yeah. they were the they were the big males as well. So like normally yeah. you get a lot of the interaction stuff like that. You normally get from the pups because they're really inquisitive. Not so much yeah. pups, but like a couple of years old. Um, but to have a male that size, a fully grown male, dread to think how old he is, but just sat there with what looked like another female, just watching almost as if like as soon as a diver would jump in the water, they turn their head and watch. Yeah. That's a bit speaky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. It's proper. It was proper weird. I mean, we thought there was some something around, but we didn't see anything. It was nice weather at the time, so we didn't. You would have seen if something was there. 
Yeah, it's proper, proper mm. strange. Maybe they could hear something. Yeah, yeah, possibly. Mm. Mm, yeah. Oh well, it's good. It's it's been yeah one of the best best years. So, so have you been busy on the lifeboat? Yeah. Mm. You been... had a couple of shouts the other night. Oh, you, I saw you post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and Sammy were there. We were there together <laughs> on the little boat with our knees. Yeah, still we um, still recovering now. Still got a bad shoulder. Like <laughs> to work. It's like this depress the depressing thing is I've got another lifetime on that boat yet. So I, so I can walk off of it retiring. It's, it really depressed me that did. Um yeah, no, it's been yeah, it's been busy. We what was it? We had um search for two overdue walkers, um uh, a few tow jobs. Um so it started a year, like we said to you, we had a few dogs. Mm. Um, you get paddle boarders uh, quite a few paddle boarders this year same as you get every year in the middle of summer being, um, dragged out by the wind yeah dragged out by the wind or the tide um, or like exhaustion um, you get a few there's sort of two paddle boarders that are really competent um, and they won't go out in the nice fat calm days they'll go out when it's blowing um, and life jackets yeah, yeah everything with them um, really good but for someone that's on the coastal path and sees him paddling along even though he's making it all right way to anyone else it's terrible conditions and looks like he's in distress so we've had a few shouts to him this year where we go out you all right mate yeah all good just going back again to heal yeah, he's, he's, he's like a world he's like in the world champions of paddle boarders mm. it's really good yeah he's yeah probably take his his son um, works for the dive company in Elfkin he's an instructor and literally, I said to him, start of the summer, I, was like, I haven't been out for you there for a while. And that night on training, yeah, he'll <laughs> tell to go and go and see. Yeah. It's like, hello, mate. You don't know me, but I know you. Um, <laughs> yeah, a few few yacht toes. Um, yeah. yeah, quite a few. A lot, a lot of toes this year. A lot of toes. Mm. Um, that's not yeah, normal cutoffs and all of that. Yeah, so are you on call pretty much all the time then while you're not at sea? Yeah, Every, yeah, yeah, all the yeah, time. All the time, yeah. Whenever we're not at sea, we're always on call unless we're in town I and mean, if you go out of town, it's for an hour or so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, well, that's really good. So, uh, yeah, looking after the people out there. Yeah. Try to. We try to. <laughs> uh, so, what's the next few months holding for you? What have you got? Is it back to Welks? Well, I'm off to France tomorrow. Are you? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've got two weeks holiday now and then end of October, start putting the world pots out. Okay. What yeah. part of France? Pardon? What part of France? Uh, Lille. Mm. Oh, right. Yeah. Going to watch rugby. Oh, oh that'll be out. awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Three days of um, watching rugby or and. Um, Finding a nice bar to go and, <laughs> go, and find, go, go and find some local um, temperatures and yeah. see see what see what the locals are saying. Yeah, oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, so nice to get. Well, sort of nice to get away. I'm French? sure. Pardon? Can you speak any French? Bonjour. Bonjour. Chevaudrey un baguette. I know that. Uh, yeah, bonjour. That that'll do. I'm sure. I'm sure. Sign language for like where's. <laughs> where's yeah, 
just go ah 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 that always gets you through. I, I, I will keep that in mind. Yeah, always gets you through. Always gets you out of a muddle. <laughs> yeah. So then you're back straight into the whelps then. Yeah, yeah, back into the whelps then. Yeah. Uh, and then it'll be Christmas. Then it'll be January. Then it'll be starting the season all over again. Yeah. Just. Yeah, where's the year gone? So, so when does yeah, it flies by. When's the dive season really kind of finish? And the when you oh, last trip is is the end. When is it? Our last trip is the twenty fourth. Oh, is it all right? Yeah, on, on obsession. Yeah, three weeks then. Yeah, it's a four day stay at Lundy. So oh. I got the first, I got the first two days, and then the other skipper's got the last two. Yeah. And then, then the job list starts on that boat. Then, and mm-hmm. yeah, lots of uh, lots of jobs to be done this year. Yeah. So, did you? Because I think when we spoke to you last, you got you were going to have a night over at Lundy. Did you actually get that? Did you get your night? Or you were staying on the boat? Yeah, we have had a couple. So we've, um, we've only had one. Yeah, that had been. Yeah, 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 on the other boat. Yeah, we. Yeah, that was. Um... Oh, jeez, when was that? That was a long time ago now. I don't remember the West Island. It was when we went around the That's when the boat was covered in puffin poo. Puffin poo. Yeah, yeah. puffin poo. Yeah. What was you doing with puffin poo? Well, oh. we had to sleep. We had to stay on the other side of the island. Uh, yeah, start of June. Yeah, we had to stay on the other side of the island because it was an easterly wind. Right. So the east side of the island would have been a bit choppy. So luckily we got up into the pub to have dinner. Um, and then the steam round into Jenny's Cove. And that's where predominantly all the bird life lives on the island. Then, yeah, woke up at four in the morning to puffins going nuts. And then when like, I actually woke up and looked at the boat, and went, why is it yellow? No. The boat no. was yellow. <laughs> yeah. We had about 20 minutes of washing the boat down. But you, they did that deliberately, I guess, did they? Because you were like... No, no, this 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 way is, ain't it? It's, can't, you, you can't moan about it. And, yeah. Yeah. At, least, at least it was like before it like warmed up, so like at least I could wash it off and like the seaville poo you normally get, where it's like been there for a week and you're like, oh, jeez, here we go again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, that's good you got there and you got to the pub and everything. <laughs> Yeah, oh yeah. So if you get this last trip in and get to the pub again and then see him again next year. Yeah. 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 No, that's all good. And Gemma will carry on doing the swimming with seals. Yeah, Gemma's, Gemma's going back to actual work uh, middle of this month, I think. What does she do for real work? <laughs> intensive, care, intensive care sister. Really? Wow. Yeah, yeah. Gosh. Yeah. So yeah, go back to the other to go back to her real job. Yeah. So well, so she's really lucky. I suppose so she finished that in the summer and then she can go back. No, it was with with the with the circumstances with dad passing, like she this they they wrote uh they uh, six months of leave. Right, uh, okay. And then she just kind of jumped in on that to keep herself occupied. Yeah. She didn't really. <laughs> none of us realised the beast that she'd made. <laughs> but she's doing. She's doing all her boat tickets at the moment. Um, so she's done her power level two, done a VHF course the weekend. Um, so yeah, she wants to start doing a bit more 
on the, on the boat side of things. So I said, um, Sammy could teach her. Like, <laughs> that's uh, oh, well, that's good. And yeah, your mum must be so proud of all of you. Yeah, for what you've done. Yeah, this season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a, like I said, I don't know how we got here. This, yeah. Um, I still, I still don't believe it, Maria. I'm still like wait, getting ready to like wake up and like realize it's <laughs> June. Mm. We got to do it all over again. <laughs> well, at least you're you're still smiling, so that's the main yeah, I, thing. I don't know if that'd yeah. be a good dream or a bad dream. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, well, it's been it's yeah, it's great. It's been a huge success, and yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, in great memory of your dad, really. He must be looking down on you. Very proud. Yeah, yeah. He'd be saying why we're working so much. And I, yeah. <laughs> but needs must. Next year, next next year will be different. I remember having the chat with him last year. I said, yeah, next year I'll start having a bit more time off. I still start with Sammy the boat. <laughs> well, that never happened this year, did it? Uh, <laughs> well, hopefully the weather will be a bit kinder next year. And uh, yeah. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. Yeah, it must be during our Indian summer or whatever you call them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So when if people want to start thinking about booking a dive or a swim with seals for next year, when do you open now, books up? Now. Now. The, the, the diary we got booked. We got booked into twenty twenty five. Yeah, we are. We're nearly fully booked every weekend for the main for the main season. Wow, that's amazing. Um, and yeah, and then we we will have a website. So hopefully, next time we talk to you, we will have a booking website, <laughs> and it'll just be um, just be able to book online. Yeah. Well, that'd be good, wouldn't it? Um, yeah, it'll it'll make Gemma a lot a lot happier as well. Yeah, yeah. rather to make up like her Facebook feeds, just like group after group after group after group. <laughs> well, it was it worked a treat. You know, she puts in her Facebook group, didn't she? And yeah, we... yeah, we we we. Is is it because a lot of people do like the Facebook groups because they like mm. knowing who else is going to be like like I understand that you can go on the Facebook group and go oh, who's else is on the boat with me today right yeah but so when you're down there you can like look out for whatever person so we're trying to find a website that can will put everyone in a group yeah yeah because we had one group this year but all single travellers and they met up the night before and went out for dinner with each other which is lovely um, and also you can share pictures coming in of the day yeah. Yeah, so we're, no, we're really trying to work out how yeah. we can do that, but I'm not technology. Are you technology? Yeah, because we had a lady in the pub the night before saying, I've seen you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking, who are you? <laughs> it's just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah, but no, it's good because it makes it more social on the boat as well, doesn't it? Yeah. And, and, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and it's a good experience to share with everyone as well. So, yeah, so yeah. people, so it's just at the moment, it's just go to the website and then the website, Lundy Diving Facebook page, um, Instagram. I don't understand Twitter anymore. I'm, I don't, I just don't understand that. No. Facebook no. or Instagram, send us a message, send, bring us, me and mum will answer, yeah. and we will get you booked on and get ready to see you next year. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we'll put the links in the show notes and uh, then hopefully. You get a few more inquiries and uh yeah for a fun Thank you very much. yeah next Thank you year so, but yeah it's been really great to see yeah such a successful season as well and we had a lot of fun as well so yeah, yeah, yeah. thanks for looking after us that was brilliant 
Our pleasure. Anytime. I'll, I'll get I'll get actual buckets of water for you next time. Don't worry. <laughs> you <laughs> needed like one of those hats, you know, like those yellow hats, <laughs> just like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but yeah, it was definitely memorable. But yeah, a lot of fun, and yeah, I mean, we highly re- recommend it to yeah everybody we talk to. Thanks very much. <laughs> yeah. So, have you got any diving plans? Have you got any trips to combine with diving? Well, it's um, it's something that I'm I'm trying to sort of figure out a bit. You know, I've already mentioned I don't have my own kit, which is a little bit more of an obstacle just because I need to coordinate like hiring it, picking mm. it up, going somewhere, dropping it back, all that jazz. Yeah. Um, which for a simple-minded folk like me is a lot of logistics. <laughs> um, but yeah, I um, I'm hoping to go diving on Chesil Beach in a couple of weeks, which should be wow. really cool. Um, I'm really keen to do a night dive actually but um, I am home alone with my very old little dog and he's very anxious being left so I don't really want to like leave him in my van when I'm out in the dark because he will completely lose the plot so that has to wait until um, some family are back to look after him but I'm trying to fit in what I can um, around him but um, yeah Chesil Beach and just whatever I can locally really um it's kind of funny because this time of year I'm like cool yeah I've just done like a really big season you know I've been traveling full time since um early April I'm like oh it's a down season now it's time to edit and then I look at my diary like when am I gonna edit like there's so much to do (laughs) and I think is that what you do then do you normally do a lot of recording and then edit stuff a bit later on in the year yeah, so essentially um, the last few years, sort of my strategy has been, um, you know, April when the clocks have sort of changed and we've got a bit more daylight, I tend to go north and I pick some sort of more local trails in the UK, um, which sort of essentially just help me get back, my, get my hiking legs back, because as I've mentioned, hiking is, is what I do um, yeah. predominantly. And throughout the year, I will just say, you know, I run events, so I am still walking um, and to the fridge a lot, you know, that I get some miles there. Um, but then, uh, yeah, so early in the year, I'm I'm hiking, creating films, basically waiting for the snow in Europe to go away so that I yeah. can go and hike there um, in bigger and wilder places. So come sort of late May, June time, depending on the season, that's when I gen- generally tend to be traveling further afield. Um, and then I either stay away and do trail, trail, trail and connect them all, um, which is exhausting, I will just say. Um, or I come home for a week or two, sort of recharge everything, try and recharge myself um, and then go back out for the next one. Yeah. So I am just under a month back from my last hike, which was three weeks hiking solo in the Arctic Circle in Sweden. Wow. Um, wow. So it's, I still feel like I'm adjusting to being back, actually, but um yeah it's uh it's interesting and then so then the goal is when I finish the season sort of September October time um I'm sort of back in the UK and I try and stay here as much as I can generally because that's when the festivals tend to happen um like companies bring me in to do talks whether in person or remotely um and I really actually have to force myself to sit at the computer and edit some of the incredible footage that I've worked really hard to capture because you know that is kind of my job is to share these stories and not just be like woo adventure (laughs) (laughs) so yeah Um, yeah so what predominantly do you do a lot of corporate work or is it do you kind of mix it up is it just really what comes through the the door 
Yeah, so I, I'm I'm not shy at all about talking about sort of the income streams that I've I've worked to create because you know what I do is unusual, and yeah. I think for a lot of people it's like, well, how do you make a living just traveling all the time? And like my nemesis comment is, oh, you're just on holiday all the time. I'm like, excuse me, I work really hard. Thank you very much. <laughs> but um, I will show that through actions rather than words. Um, but no, so basically I started my company in 2018. I was working as a personal trainer on the side, um, which is actually how my partner and I met, but that's a story for another day. Um, and uh, it was in 2020 with COVID when I was, um, what do they call it when they, oh, furloughed. Um, they furloughed as staff. Yeah. So I was like, perfect excuse to, you know, go full time with my company. Yeah. Um, and that was really where it's like, right, I need to think about the finances a little bit more. So I, I run the events, which I've already mentioned. Um, they are usually monthly, um, but I, you know, I try and run two or three a month if I can. And there's a bit of a gap in the summer if I'm not here. Um, then YouTube, YouTube does pay. What I will say is I don't think anyone's making millions from YouTube because they are not very generous. <laughs> Just put it that way. <laughs> so, you know, the numbers don't portray anything on my side. Um, the numbers that I have on, on my platform, that is. Um, so my primary income stream is actually my Patreon community. Uh, yeah. So if you're unfamiliar with Patreons or any of the listeners, Patreon is a platform that's designed entirely for creators, um, for us to create a membership-based um, space where people pay monthly a designated amount. Where, so I've got £3 up to £45, um, and every month they get something from me. Um, I have been running that for a few years now and absolutely love it. It's a really sacred, safe space. It's completely international. People are sharing their journeys. It's so supportive. Um, last year, I did a massive reshuffle of my tears. And so what that means is I can actually put more time into it. So I send postcards. I do audio diaries every day on the trail. So it's a bit more sort of inside on my journeys, what's going on in my mind um we do lots of live sessions there's there's all sorts of things there and then the final part it or two parts is I have my store for my merchandise which is all sort of locally done um and environmentally sensitive the goal is that when we go the products can go with us mm. um and then yeah corporate stuff so as I said sort of talks and um that sort of thing where I go in and share my journey on a little bit more of an intimate level yeah. um, to really connect with people person to person. Yeah. yeah. How yeah. do you keep motivated? How do you keep, you know, because um, as you say, it's easy to get carried away with the actual, the doing part, the exploring and touring and things like that. Mm. But how do you then keep motivated to do all the rest of it? The, um you know make patreon work youtube work and things like that so i think that's a really really good question because you know i'm a big believer that motivation comes with momentum yeah. and so you know when i go away i don't tend to upload videos because i found it's just impossible to be away and schedule all this content not be able to promote it so this year was the first year i sort of disappeared quote unquote offline what yeah. that means is that my finances drop, my subscribers drop, like everything just disappears. And so you really have to separate yourself out from the numbers. So, you know, I might go, say I was putting in a pitch to you. So guys, you, hey, notice, guys. Mm, yeah. you notice your subscribers yeah. what, if your YouTube are, are dropping because you've took a break for what, yeah. a week or two to make content. Yeah. So again, yeah. I don't mind sharing. So 
my usual subscriber rate when I'm in full flow is about 2000 subscribers coming in each month. Right now, I've mentioned I'm a month back. So I've had a month and a half off from yeah. uploading. Yeah. We're at about 100 in a month. So it's wow. it's it's a significant drop. So you have to completely let let all of that go, you know, be independent, like numbers do not equal success. Um, and so where I'm really going with this is you have to be completely dialed in to your why. And that mission statement, that why, personal and professional, like mm-hmm. has to be at the forefront when you wake up. Like, why are you doing this? Um, I've I worked with business coaches and I have a like life coach at the moment just to help me stay on track. And, you know, everybody's like, geez, you're, you're juggling like five full time jobs here. And I do keep hitting burnout. And one of the reasons why I went to the Arctic Circle was that so none of this could follow me and I could get back to who I am and not what I want to do with my life, but who I want to be with my life. Because, you know, from a very young age, so I've been making films since I was 13 years old. Um, So that's literally like half my lifetime. I've had a camera in my hand. Like I've had a fire in my like core and like a passion to use my voice as a, as a, as as a, um, a means of creating a positive ripple effect of change and you know you do burn out no matter how much you care and you want to try and help the world and you do have to go away and recharge and reshuffle and I think just because one system works on one day doesn't mean it works on another because you have life around all of this as as well Um, and so I think to be honest my main motivation is my little motto like is adapt and overcome because there's no two days that are the same. And I've mentioned I struggle with my m- mental health. I struggle with chronic pain. They impact me on a daily basis. Um, so today I was supposed to put in five hours of editing and I had a migraine attack because of my injury. So I was in bed. <laughs> and so, you know, if you let that bring you down and then it's like, well, yeah, you're failing. But if you just use it as a, OK, this is an enforced rest. I'm going to give my body what it needs. I'm going to not mentally beat myself up for this, but take this as a recharge. Take this as a. I've had too much screen time in the last few days, um, learn from it and then evolve as time moves on. So it's um, it's just a constant supporting yourself through the journey. And that's how you stay motivated. And, you know, if you're hitting your head against the wall, expecting results by doing the same thing, you know, it's not going to happen. You have to change in order to get different results. Yeah, but- you have to take the blinkers off because yeah. if, if you're that yeah. focused, then what you not, you're not seeing anything around yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you'll become too focused on the numbers rather mm. than mm. what you're actually are meant to be doing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, it's it's. I think it's also just funny because there's there's a lot of different types of people and a lot of different characters of people, and you know, some people struggle to get themselves up and motivated to move. Like yeah. I am not one of those people. <laughs> you know, it's um, it is not a hard chore. I think that's pretty clear, you're not. <laughs> yeah, like oh, I have a three-hour ride today. It's like cool, that's exciting. Um, you know, even if it's pouring down, in fact, the worse the weather's, the more exciting because, <laughs> you know, it's I've almost trained myself, and I think this is the thing. Like when you come up against adversity, if you actually approach that with an open heart and mind to learn from it, to to see nothing as failure, but everything as an opportunity to learn and grow then you're always moving forwards. So like almost the harder the things get over time, the more you're like, well, go on then, game on. You know, what is that saying? Like I've survived 100% of my worst moments so far. And it's like, yeah. And you know what? If you keep going, like you're going to keep going. It's when you stop that there's a problem. It's when you give up that there's a problem. It's when you let somebody else take the wheel that there's a problem. And whereas if you like 
just accept all these different parts of yourself and you go, well, then I just need to figure out my way of doing this. Then that's yeah. how you keep motivated. You know, it's, with my pain, it's like I would rather be in pain doing something than nothing. Like yeah. my pain could stop me from diving. Like it hurts. You know, my pain could stop me from hiking. It hurts, but it doesn't because if I can channel that pain into something else or just know that it's going to be there, whether I'm doing something or nothing, it's like, well, let's just crack on with life and do exactly. something. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise you could be just sitting, sitting on the sofa and being governed by the pain that you've got and, yeah. you know, moving on, not moving on. And I, yeah. I think that's a really good point that you've made. Yeah. And you must see so many different people in your experiences with, you know, corporate, private people and yeah. hopefully yeah, see them change <laughs> or give them yeah. the medium to change anyway that's it and it you know it's I think that's the other thing is um you know I'm really pulling on a lot of my values here and my business values because they are what I live by and what I strive to communicate but one of the other things I communicate through my films is that adventure is an attitude okay cool I've talked about hiking Mont Blanc and in the Arctic Circle but for flip's sake sometimes it's really hard to just get myself out to walk the mile and a half loop around my house like it's not every day I'm being you know heroic and doing this crazy gnarly stuff like like sometimes that's the push and I think again it's just being um graceful enough with yourself to accept that like if you apply that adventure attitude, you know, learning a new instrument, reading a new book that's got big words in, like um, learning a new skill, signing up for a course. Like I struggle with like public events, funnily enough, like um, because I just I'm a very introverted person. But it's like if you apply that adventure attitude that like you can have fun, you can learn from this, be yourself, all of those things, then it's it makes life a lot more interesting um so yeah you don't have to do something crazy and gnarly to have an adventure like there's adventure yeah. on our doorstep and for me again that's what diving to sort of bring it full circle really um illuminates very very powerfully is that you don't have to go to the furthest corners of the earth mm -hmm. and see the biggest animals which is very exciting and i would love to do that but you know go to your nearest uh, nearest coastline and there's an adventure waiting to happen yeah, yeah. So, and I think not take everything so seriously, or you know, embrace the fun, and the, you know, that's just it keeps it. everything alive, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. So, what's yeah. been one of the biggest things that surprised you about yourself that you've learned from all this? It doesn't take me very long to get really stinky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's no, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> <laughs> well you know you yeah you only get the 2d experience through these films you're being spared <laughs> <laughs> no um honestly what what surprises me is um when i'm on the trail i do experience my pain but i generally feel a lot better than I do when I'm at home and that's really difficult because it means you start to dread coming back um and what I've learned about myself is intentionality is a massive part of how I get through each day so you know I draw a lot of strength from the past experiences that I've gone through particularly you know those difficult times but also the amazing times and for example, this Arctic Circle trip, I went there to think about some pretty tough stuff. And I, I really did, actually. Amazingly, I didn't know it was possible, um, but let some stuff go. And uh, now I'm back and I'm sort of back into my my cycle of being in pain. You know, screens are not great for me and all that, but they're part of my, my job. 
Um, and I've almost sort of distanced myself from that trip. I'm like, did that really happen? Like, am I, you know, there's, there's um, part of my mental health um, stuff is that, you know, I, I, I very severely question things that have happened in my life. So it's no joke when I'm saying like, did that really happen? Um, if, and I, when I was in Stockholm, I actually got a tattoo on my rib cage. It's on my Instagram platform at the moment um, of some reindeer because there's lots of reindeer in the Arctic circle. And if I didn't have that tattoo, I would probably feel really lost right now, but that's grounding me. But what it's representing is the journeys that are within us. And, you know, I tend to say when you go on the trail, like you start as one puzzle shape and you finish as another, like you always change on these trails because of what you go through. And I think, you know, when I come back home, I find myself trying to force myself to be the shape that I was when I left, but it doesn't work. Like I have to live out the person that I am now having grown and evolved in a very compact, short space of time. And I think where I'm really going with this is I've learned that there's so much resilience in me to keep going and endurance is just kind of my thing. Um, and I think if I didn't have that desire to endure, like it would have all been over a long time ago, mm. but uh, you know, what I'm, what what is powerful about this is that we all have this within us this ability to endure and that our greatest enemy i think is you know is probably a very cliche thing to say but it's not those outside of us it's entirely within us like we are our greatest enemy and i see that within myself you know i come home and i do fall into the pits of self pity of like crap you know i'm back into these migraines this pain like it hurts like i'm not feeling motivated don't want to do the screen time whatever um but if you can learn to hold a mirror up to those comments that you say in your head, if you can learn to say them out loud so they sound rubbish and you realize what's going on, that's when you have the power to flip them and go, okay, this is a reality I'm create creating for myself. Like I can create an entirely different reality if I choose to do so. And I think, you know, on the, the, the trail that I just did in the Arctic Circle, that's where I really felt the revelation of that more than anywhere else because I had to push through so many obstacles to get there. Um, and I was entirely by myself. So mm -hmm. the only way I could complete that trip was by myself. And it's just that complete, obvious, undeniable truth that we are entirely reliant on ourselves and nobody else. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and that just how much of everything around us is in our head. And so coming back, that's what I'm really trying to put into practice and to, um, to play around with is just that that power of being who we really are inside and you know when you're alone in these places you have to face the nasty sides as well you know those vulnerable sides those sides where you you know that kid inside of you is like I don't like this I'm gonna have a tantrum or whatever it looks like <laughs> and um you know you get familiar with those versions of yourself and you come back and it's just that that understanding that you're all these different facets and there's nothing bright and there's nothing wrong like we mm. just are and that's totally okay um and i i really hope that this film um you know brings some of these things across like as you can probably hear there's there's so much to all of this and yeah and on the surface it looks like i'm just going for a hike but these are very deep spiritual experiences and they're available to everybody you know whether it's through scuba diving or hiking or another activity that people enjoy it's with that yeah. intentionality that you can learn so much about yourself yeah, yeah. and getting outside of four walls especially mm. that gives you yeah. the space to you know even if you are alone you've got yeah. you've got that space to yeah but diving is good for that as well mm. because diving yeah. is a good time when you you know you are you can just 
uh, hear it's the silent underwater, isn't it? Hear the the, the yeah. sound of the water, mm. and you know you you are apart from if you've got a full face mask, you hear beep. <laughs> you're <all> right. Yeah. <laughs> beep. 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 Anyway, but you can. You know, generally you are alone with your thoughts. Uh, mm. You know, and it is a good time to uh, you know go through that, and, and it does give you get your time away from mobile phones and all this other stuff of the daily mm. grind you know and uh, it's, I, I think it's really good for people's mental health um yeah. you know mm. you know don't matter what caliber and how how good a diver you are if you're getting underwater even you know it's just that you're feeling that connection with the water and if you are underwater you're getting that peace you know yeah. and that, i think that's a i think we all need a bit of that really in our daily daily grinds we've Mm. spoken to so many people that as soon as they're underwater their whole being kind of changes doesn't it or they kind of then that's changed their path in life a little bit it's just because of that change in environment yeah that's it I have to say you know I'm, I'm a very shallow breather which doesn't work wonders for anxiety um and I try and focus on my breath on the, the land and it's a bit pathetic quite frankly uh, but then underwater I'm like oh I didn't know I had this depth to my lungs it's like just breathing really calmly and it's like <laughs> I wish I could do this on the land but like you're right it just whilst it's you know such an uh foreign place for us to be mm-hmm. as human beings like in some ways when you trust your kid and you trust yourself and you trust the people around you, like it is so relaxing. It is. Just like, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah. To get that feeling where you're just like floating. Yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Those times are just, yeah. And you think, wow. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's really, really great experience. Yeah. Yeah. No, really interesting. Amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. So we'll give, ask you some questions then. Yeah. We? Yeah. Game on. <laughs> <laughs> so what, takes you out of your comfort zone well I've alluded to a couple you know Mm. first of all obviously going in the water yes um, (laughs) is is one of those big ones that probably should be on this pod but um I you know I'm I I'm very I'm very anxious around people um which you know doesn't tend to come across on the surface but it's a massive deal for me and you know for example if I'm driving to an event that I'm hosting you know I'll use the last 20 minutes to be like right what's my intentionality what do I hope to give Mm -hmm. who do I want to be on this and um, how do I hope to be perceived Um, but you know just a couple of days ago we were up in London and some of my friends are like you're in London like the Abbey Barnes is in London does you lose your map or something (laughs) (laughs) I was like but I had um, this this uh gig thing that we we had to go and do for the business but anyway you know that that is intimidating for me mm. like urban environments I I find very hard because I feel very out of my depth and like like I don't really belong um but again it's just like we'll apply all the usual stuff but like that is my um out of my comfort zone is urban areas and sort of quite formal gatherings where I probably shouldn't wear my hat and I rebel and do so anyway <laughs> Yeah, well so that's done. probably not a great yeah, answer that. but that's the jam. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah yeah be yourself that's the main yeah. thing isn't it? Yeah. yeah if yeah. i can't be myself i don't want to be there no <laughs> no i don't blame you either yeah. No, yeah. so um can you give us three people that you would take diving can i just say this question was so hard like when i saw this <laughs> on the brief this is why like right i can't listen to any episodes because i need to think and use my own brain for this um, Maybe someone from history. 
you know well no i have an, i have answers now but like i had to really go into the places and get the cogs working you know <laughs> um so thank you for the brain exercise but no um i came up with like an icon so i thought somebody that people will probably know so that's steve backshall who's a wildlife presenter because yeah. i find his energy energetic surprisingly um but just really really enthusiastic super knowledgeable and he's somebody who inspired me a lot as a young person um so so the second person in thanks i would like to bring one of my dive instructors (laughs) so either midge or vix they can do rock paper scissors and and decide um because i think it's nice to give back um and the third person i can't even count to three um is somebody who has never dived before and would like to give it a go because what a great opportunity to get someone new in the water. So come along, Brilliant. folks. Let's go. <laughs> That's a good choice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and they I think they're probably different ones to what we've had. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that was really cool. good. Yeah. Great. So I can listen to all your episodes now. You can now. <laughs> yeah. yeah cool. I don't think anyone's um, uh, said uh, Steve Backshall. No. Okay. That's no, good. That's oh, first. Or any yeah. non diver. So no. Cool. Well, you know. I like to be different. Yeah, very good. <laughs> cool. And then our final question is, if you could have a billboard that the whole world would see, so it doesn't have, yeah. it could be a video, a statement, a picture, what would you put on your billboard and why? This is also a very cruel but amazing question. Um, I've, I've spent a lot of cycles thinking about this, but uh, this is what I've come up with. and I'm going to read it because I wrote it down, so I say it okay. verbatim. So it's an African proverb, and it's something that I've been thinking on a lot this year. And it's, if you think you're too small to make a difference, try sleeping with a mosquito. And for me, I was like, oh man, that hits the point. Just because, you know, like so many people are like, oh, that's one small thing. That doesn't matter. I can, you know, buy those grapes in plastic or drive to the school for the pickup. And, it, you know, that's not going to make a difference. And it's like, but it does, people. Like every small action adds up. You know, when I was 15, I made this film called Save Our Oceans, talking about plastic waste. And I was talking about every little thing, every little choice yeah. we make not only influences life now, but life in the future. And we can empower ourselves to make a difference and change this world and if we start putting excuses in the way like saying oh it doesn't matter then it's like we're never gonna change and you know that's not just for climate change and conservation that's also for ourselves Mm -hmm. like if you're going to skip that run or skip that walk or eat something that you don't want to eat like that is going to make a difference in one way or another and you owe it to yourself to live the best life possible and honor who you want to be And, you know, so often those excuses and obstacles come in the way and they stop us living our best life. And I'm not going to lie, living your best life is flipping hard. You have to be disciplined. You have to be intentional. But that's almost what makes it so much more rewarding. Um, As you can see, I'm rather passionate about this. So small things do add up in every sense of the word. And so if you set yourself goals and intentions on any given day or in any given week, like honor them, stick to them. And if you can't stick to something because of things that happen, just adapt, overcome. You know, if you really are feeling too tired to go for that run or go to that meeting, then cut it down, make it smaller, take those small steps because they still count in the bigger picture. Yeah. Yeah. That's brilliant. Really, really really good. About a year ago, we had uh, a guest on called Dave Kennant. Kennant. And um, one of the things he he's got a um, a following on the west coast um, called Neptune Army of Rubbish Army. Cleaners. 
Yes. Ooh, okay. And nice. One of the things on a very similar note that you've said, one of the things he talks about is looking after your back, your own back garden. Mm-hmm. And if everyone did that, what yeah. a difference that all made, you know, because we can't all be explorers. We can't all go out and do stuff. And then that's fine, you know. Yeah. But when you look around and you see all the litter and stuff and, you know, whatever. But if everyone looked after their own backyard, whether it's on the coast, whether it's inland, yeah. what a difference that would make. And And when you get a lot of people doing good stuff. Yeah, no matter how small it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which comes around to what you've said, Abby. You know, it's it's all the small things that make the bigger difference. Two minute beach clean, another one. Yeah. Exactly. Or just, you know, you're walking somewhere, you see some litter, pick it up. Like there's one less thing that's going to make it into our waterways. And that's amazing. And you know what? It is really scary to look at the amount of rubbish in the world but like don't look at the bigger picture look at every single step that you take you know I just hiked for 21 days I couldn't look at the end of that trail there was no guarantee I was going to make that it's just one step at a time one day at a time Mm -hmm. and you know we we all hit dark patches in our life and sometimes all we can do is clean our teeth and water the house plants but you know what that's cool because every little step adds up and that's it's just translatable in, in every possible sense so that's why I love that quote because a, I suffer very badly from mosquito bites, um, but it really goes to show that, you know, small things can make a difference. And there's nothing worse being in, uh, either in your bed or in a tent yeah. and you hear that. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, where is it? Where is it? Yeah. Yeah. My my partner is amazing. If she hears one and it's dark, like she'll just jump up, find the nearest like paper thing and just be in like full karate mode. And I'm just there like, okay, here we go. <laughs> it's like war <laughs> yeah it literally is i'm like there is gonna be bloodshed tonight <laughs> yeah well it's been brilliant chatting to you abby it's just like yeah. amazing yeah and everything you know i know you know we talked to scuba divers but everything that you said just applies to everything i think that you know that is the goal it's it's all embracing nature and knowing yeah. that everything we can learn from natural experiences, whether in the water or on the land, are completely translatable. So yes. it's it's you know it's owning your journey, it's trusting the process, and just enjoying every step of it. Yeah, yeah, and having fun and being kind yeah. to yourself as well. At the end of the day, as well, I think yeah. that's probably yeah another part of it. Yeah. Exactly, spot on. Yeah. So, so, for, they, so for the listeners out there who. Uh, not heard of you and this is they're listening to you for the first time where do they need to go to follow you and keep up with your adventures well first of all thank you for being interested enough to follow along um so i'm best well known for my youtube channel which if you put in abby barnes which you can probably see in the title of this podcast spelling wise because abby is spelt in a myriad of ways um then you'll find me uh so dive into over 400 videos on there wow. um, see you in a few months <laughs> <laughs> and but then otherwise you know my main social platform is instagram just because you can do the reels but then i'm also on facebook and if you're not on socials good efforts um you can subscribe to my newsletter on my website which is spendmoretimeinthewild.co.uk excellent yeah well i'm sure yeah we'll put all the links in the show notes so people can click there and uh yeah find you easily as well That's but, fab. yeah fantastic really yeah really great to finally catch up with you and uh yeah, we look forward to watching your adventures going forward and hopefully some under the water as well. Yeah, thank you very much for coming on. That's been, you know, it's been absolutely brilliant. 
thank you so much folks it's, it's been really good fun and thank you for what you do sharing these stories and these episodes as well and hopefully dive with you in the future at some point that'd be cool yeah, yeah that'd no, be really, be really cool. good yeah we'll go hiking somewhere as well that's it we can <laughs> trade skills <laughs> yeah <laughs> love it you take yeah. care yeah lovely to see you have a good evening abby bye cheers well that was really good wasn't it did you like that yeah really well it's very inspiring and quite deep in places but you can it's on a level that everybody can reflect on I think and apply to themselves yeah I I, I agree and uh love the hat and um really <laughs> good to see the brand and um you know you can see the um uh motivation and the positivity about her coming through when we talked to her and yeah. uh so definitely you know what say thanks for Abby to coming on and uh sparing, spending that time with us so yes uh, yeah and it's, it's it's great that we've you know we don't just we're not just about diving we talk to people that have all these different elements within their world and you know diving is part of her world but she's brought you know something that everybody else can apply i think oh, definitely you know um the thing about the diving is, is that you know for a lot of people that's only one Mm. part of the life you know um just off the top of my head someone like you know one of the big divers that we all know is andy torbett look at the other things that he does you know exactly. jumping out of jumping out of planes walking on <laughs> hot air balloons and you know all the other mad things that he does and well, they're all facing things of adventure whether they're you know yeah. they're within their comfort zone or out of their comfort zone you know with this it's just a really really good to see um that perspective Yes, and uh, I th I think with us, you know, as a as a podcast, if you if you listen to us, and you know, um, we we do try and find the other side of diving where mm -hmm. people are. You know, yes, you know, people do come on and talk to us about just diving, and people come on to us and, and talk about diving and other parts and other sort of things and other skills, and you know, I think of uh, someone else like Dave. Conlon who came on and talked to us about how they preserve the USS Arizona and yes, things like yeah. that. You know, and diving was one part of it. And uh, so, yeah, it's good to bring someone on like Abby and uh, find out about how those skills bridge across going up somewhere like where she's just been. Yeah, other. well, it's almost like life skills and, you know, reflecting on how you proceed in life. Doesn't really? it show you how difficult diving is? Mm. Yeah. You know, when you think of the, you know, the safety mm. elements and the skill to get down to, let's say, 100 metres or mm. par go past 40 metres, you know, 40 metres, 41 metres up a up a hill. You know, that's a big hill. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, most people can do that. Most people can go up Snowden. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's, you know, what, over a thousand metres. Yeah. But only very few people can drive, can dive down below 40 odd meters 40 mm. meters well any recreational diver they have got a limit to where they should go well, 40 meters but yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. do you see my point you know yeah. that, that is how hard diving is and that's why i i think you know being a bit scared is not about necessarily a bad thing when you're diving being able to manage that and say yeah you know, I should be concerned, but it's okay. That's when you rely on your training, your uh, and everything else. Yeah. You know that you do, your experience, and the people you dive with, 
to then feel and say, right, I'm going to park that and uh, enjoy the dive. Yeah. Yep. Never take things for granted. No. And I think Abby's been through, yeah, some ups and downs through her journey. And, you know, she's using those times to yeah in life and you know hopefully share share those experiences to make other people look at themselves and make themselves better people as well or able to cope with harder things it was interesting what abby said as well about managing um the production of social media as well because it's very you know we find that don't we about you know keeping up with social media you know, putting posting stories on all not that. a numbers all game <laughs> and all that, and diving, especially with diving, probably more than walking. Really, diving is a lot more of a niche sport. We love the sport, but in reality, you know, a lot fewer people dive than they do walking, mm. and hill walking, and what have you. You know, and um, that's just the facts of it. You know, it's a, it's a lot more of a niche, niche of sport. Yeah, yeah. But again, with her, the way she spoke about that with social media and YouTube channels, it's not all about generating these numbers. You can't. I don't think you can because you lose, you lose sense. You, you lose touch of what you was actually. What are you doing, doing this for? In the first place. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Are you just doing it for numbers, or and then I think you would lose numbers because your content would go down. Yeah. And, you know, from our point of view, it's more about the guest and what they can bring to our listeners yeah. that yeah. is the thing that spurs. Yeah, that yeah, was, was really good. And um, that was, uh, you know, re- really nice of Abby to come on and uh, share that with us, really. Yeah, yeah, really good. And uh, obviously take a look at our YouTube channels and uh, yeah, watch her on Instagram as well. Yeah. Definitely, it'd be interesting. Yeah, and her answers were brilliant. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you know, and um, yeah, that's good. I thought um, Steve Baxel, yeah, brilliant. Um, her dive instructors, you know, chose a good relationship with you, instructor mm. with, with her instructors, and also asked them, you know, to take someone down who's any non diver to show them why start diving is, you know, is a good choice. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So that was. Uh, our guest today so yeah we've got got plenty more planned for the the coming months we've got a busy winter busy winter we have yeah interviews all um and i can still think of some other people actually we've got to speak to Um, (laughs) yeah but but, you know the summer's been great because we've been diving we've been out and about we've had work family time so yeah now's the time yeah we're gonna get back into recording and talk to these amazing kids are back at school (laughs) 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 yeah so but but yeah we've got some exciting guests coming up so we're recording again wednesday and friday so yeah yeah so it'd be all good stuff (laughs) yeah it is it is yeah yeah so don't forget we have got a whole 160 episodes Uh, My goodness, already recorded and already in the can. So if you fancy a little listen. And I thought we'd only been around five minutes. We've been doing this nearly four years. I know. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, if you if you're new to the podcast. Some people thought we'd they'd like we'd disappear into the the... I know they did, didn't they? But we're we're not going anywhere. (laughs) And still here, still here annoying them. (laughs) You know who you are. 
<laughs> less of that. Yes. So 160 episodes. Yes. Have a dial back. Um, all the names, the guests and some short descriptions are on each episode. So you'll be able to, if, if you want to pick and choose or, or just put them on play and uh, yeah, listen to us on your commute or while you're chilling or running or doing whatever you do to <laughs> relax and listen to a podcast. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, say thank you very much for downloading this episode. Thanks for listening. Uh, if you've got any guests, by all means, you know, put them, put them forward to us, send us an email. It's always good to uh, hear from our listener. Uh, don't forget to leave us a five-star review on iTunes because it helps your dive buddy find us. Um, by all means, look out for us with our flag and uh, signs when we're diving. We always hoist up the flag for people to see. <laughs> it's a big sale, yes. We are. Um, you know, come find us because we're always giving um, – our lovely friends um, who sponsor us, Narked at 90, uh, they've got some of these lovely um, slap straps. Slap straps, aren't they? Yes, that you put your on the back masks. of your mask. Yeah. Um, yep. So, you know, always come up to us and, we, you know, we'll give you a shout out. We should also shout out this weekend is the 70th anniversary of Bezac. Yes, yeah. So amazing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. 70 years. So uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And just going back to Narked at 90, um, We've got a discount code that you might be interested in for the, if you're going to put an order in with Narked at 90. So drop us a, a message and then we can give you some more details. Um, just need you to... Saving people money? Yes. Yeah. So oh, cool yeah, just need you to follow Narked at 90 on their Facebook page and then uh, we can pop the code across to you. So yeah. yeah. So and it's coming up to Christmas. So um, there's awesome, awesome now, good... they do stuff. some really cool sheer water... Um, protection sleeves as well. Your dive they? computer, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So and great. lamps, canister. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So the, there's hoses, there's all sorts of like little gift ideas that might be useful for the diver in your life. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's really cool. So take a look at their website. Yeah, it's www.narked90.com. Yeah, and if there's something you see, message us and we'll give you that um, money off code. Yeah. Same. Yeah, so I think that's about it, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, I think that's it. As uh, just you know, if you if you've got a guest idea or if you've got a story that you want to uh, talk to us about, and you think um, it'd be really cool to share with our listeners, your fellow listeners, then uh, drop us a message, drop us an email, uh, whether it's on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, LinkedIn, what else do we do? Threads? Yes, or you can email us. That's or email us. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the good old fashioned way. So but yeah, if you've got any comments, um, yeah, we always love hearing from you. So please do communicate. <laughs> you could even try sending a pigeon, do pigeon post. <laughs> yeah, or, or just wave at us when we're at a dive centre somewhere or a dive site. So <laughs> we had people waving us while we we're under, underwater at Stony Cove, didn't we? Oh yeah, we did. Yeah. Somebody yeah. knew my name who I didn't know. That's <laughs> very bizarre. But yeah, so yeah, I'm sure we'll be at Stony Cove sometime in the near future, won't we? Uh, yeah, I'm, and- uh, I'm on DM duty in October. I think latter part of October. Yes, and yeah. in November. Yeah. I but believe do... we're talking about nearly the winter already. I know, it's the 2nd of October already. But yeah, keep keep dialed into our social media posts and uh, we'll announce where we are and what we're doing on there. Yeah. So there we go. So uh, look at Abby Barnes, look her up, and look up narked at 90.com. Look at our website, thebigscuba.com. You've got three 
things there to look up <laughs> and uh yeah well i think that's kind of it the storm managed to disappear so that's gone and we managed to get this recording all finished yes. and job done so i hope you enjoyed this one uh, <laughs> but for right now that was the big scuba podcast see you soon Today's episode is sponsored by Narked at 90, so let's find out a bit more about them. Narked at 90, their tagline has been beyond technical, which describes them pretty well. John Routley and Brent Hudson launched the company over 20 years ago. They are both technical divers who have logged thousands of mixed gas dives between them over a 30-year period. Using their engineering know-how and diving expertise have developed bespoke personal, commercial and military diving equipment, and products of a universally recognised, unparalleled calibre. Their ability to be adaptive and versatile with their developments led them to support the NHS during COVID. Using their superior knowledge of breathing and oxygen monitoring systems to help develop emergency ventilators, they also design and supply the sneaky stuff used by defence-based development groups throughout the Western world, although they can't tell us much about that. If you're thinking of moving across to tech diving or completely new to diving, Narked at 90 can advise and guide on the best equipment and setup for your personal or commercial requirements. Narked at 90 have unparalleled experience of shearwater dive computers and are the longest serving and sole and UK European service centre for those. They are happy to offer technical support, servicing, Repairs and upgrades to all Shearwater computers, past and present. Narked at 90 stock Shearwater computers, but are also stockers and technical support centre for many other manufacturers, including Divesoft, JJCCR, Hollis, Revo and Kiss Rebreathers. Based centrally in the UK, Narked at 90 also offer full rebreather head servicing for selected manufacturers. Bespoke cable assemblies. Advice on specific fitting requirements. Suggestions and guidance for home builds. Computer laser cutting and engraving. Pressure testing to simulate 400 metre dives. So, Narked at 90, a reputation built on supporting both manufacturers and divers worldwide. Go to narkedat90.com and make sure you are following their social media to keep up to date with their latest news and offers. Narked at 90, large enough to cope, small enough to care. Now that does wrap up today's episode of the Big Scuba podcast. But if you want to hear more from the podcast, make sure you hit that subscribe or follow button depending on what platform you are listening on. That way you will never miss an episode from us. But if you are listening on Apple Podcasts and did enjoy what you heard today, we would really appreciate it if you head to the show page to leave a five-star rating and review. It really does help us. If you do, please take a screenshot of that review and send it to us on Instagram and we'll give you a shout out to say a big thank you. If you have any questions for us, or anything that has been mentioned in today's episode, be sure to reach out to us on any of our social media platforms or send us an email. The links are in the show notes. We will get back to you no matter what. If you have made it to this point in the episode, we both want to say a big, big thank you for tuning in and we'll see you on the next episode.